All right, everyone, welcome to the Oversteer podcast. Um, essentially, Oversteer is just two car guys talking about current car news, our car experience, and just cars in general. So to start off, let's talk about our first car, our current car, and our dream car. So Hashim. Sure. So my first car was a uh, <coughs> E46 BMW uh, 3 Series 323i. So inline six, it's a five-speed. It's the car I kind of learned to drive manual on. Uh, the spec was lake shift green metallic with a Sonoma beige interior. I think my dad told me that there was only about like 30 of those in that spec for that year. So yeah, it's, it's a quite a rare spec and it's a lot of fun, but uh, it's not doing so well now. And uh, that's still what I, what I drive now. So I guess dream car would definitely be, um, I think, McLaren F1 HDK, the high downforce kit. Really? Or yeah, yeah, that or like the, or the LM, probably something like that. Um, it's quite the dream car. Um, my first car was kind of like Hashim, the E46, uh, 328. Um, mine was Rorg. It's like a, I can't pronounce the German word. It was, it was a gray, and I still don't know how to drive stick. <laughs> it was an automatic. Um, and right now I still drive that car. Um, it's kind of like where I work on it sometimes from time to time. But yeah, we both drive E46s. Um, dream car is more like a niche car, I feel, because I don't think a lot of people... You know, dream about the car with a 997 uh, dot two. Oh, okay. So that's I. I wasn't going with a realistic car, really. Like dream car, if I could have any car in the world, that would, like yours. Is, I feel like yours is more obtainable than mine. It, it, so, my less attainable one would probably be like like a, million plus. Like think about a car from oh, million plus. Uh, that's a good one. Um, probably like. I feel like you would get 918. Yeah, like the P1 maybe. Something from like. Or maybe the, the Courage GT. I think I was like the first car to get me. Oh, the cars. okay. Yeah, so I could see myself getting those. Are those are what seven fifty right now? Yeah, those are like right over a million. They're probably gonna go up though. Oh, for sure, they're gonna. I feel like in twenty years they'll be well worth in the one to two million dollar range. Yeah, which is, yeah. it's obtainable. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, you want to uh, introduce us to some car news? Let's right, just talk so about what's the first thing we want to talk about was the whole debacle with the Nissan CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, so the CEO of Nissan got caught in Japan for a bunch of fraud. And he got arrested a couple months ago, actually. And yeah, so Carlos Gosen was the head of Nissan. He like brought the company up a bit from when he was CEO, and he really like. Where did he know, work before? He worked. He, uh, did he work at some German company before? I think he was, uh, you know, working in cars before. But yeah, I think he was like some North American company. Yeah, some like uh, he was also like the CEO of Renault before. And so yeah, he uh, was the CEO, and then. They caught him doing fraud. Apparently, he was like taking a lot of money from Nissan and putting it in his own account. And then he got arrested for for a bit of time. And then just recently, he he escaped. He had like an entire like set out plan. Like he paid off cards. They like faked his death or something. Really? Yeah, they they were going oh, to. And then cool. right before, I think he was going to Malaysia or like some random country where he won't be caught. They caught him. And so now he's like awaiting trial. And, and so what just, did he say about Nissan? He said that they're going to be bankrupt within 20 years, huh? Yeah. I believe it. I honestly, Nissan hasn't done anything exciting in the last 10 years. Ever since the 370Z came out, and the 370Z and GTR are both over 10 years old now. Which is crazy. And they haven't refreshed either of them. They just keep doing some simple redesigns and then chopping a facelift, the A facelift here and there. They just added some daytime running lights, maybe a new front and back mm-hmm. bumper. They haven't done anything I guess like interior, they have done like LCD screens and like yeah, touch yeah. screens like on the interior, but they've done nothing interesting in the last 10 years. Technological wise. 
And also, it's like the GTR is like they sell them for like 120 it's a flagship car, yeah. It's a yeah. fifty thousand dollar car. But the They're thing still is, selling for you can over buy them used, yeah, and it's still the same performance yeah. you had when it first came out. They're great performing cars, but I don't feel like I. There's so many better things you can get for over what one twenty. How much is the Nismo? One fifty. One fifty ish. I think like full. The GTR R35 GTR Nismo is going for around one fifty, like stick like new. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think anyone's oh, it says buying them. Two hundred ten. Two ten. Yeah, for a GTR Nismo. Recently bumped this up. Two hundred ten. I don't know. They've been they've been increasing them too. I'm pretty sure the base price used to be around seventy when it first came out. You can get like a GT3 fully spec'd out and still have money to spare. Yeah. And I'd always take a GT3 over a GTR. Of course. I mean, you're buying this for what straight line speed and the looks probably. Yeah, I mean the grip is pretty insane. Like, I've heard they've gotten up to, like, some pretty crazy lateral Gs in those cars. But even then, like, I, I don't think it's a $200,000 car at the end of the day. No, it looks the same as it did when it first came yeah. out in, what, 2008, 2007? Mm-hmm. They just added a wing, they put some red accents, and then increased the price by almost double. And if you want straight-line speed, and, I mean, a GTR, you could kind of daily the car. Yes, you can definitely daily for it. For 200000 you get a Turbo S. Oh yeah, easily a nine 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 one. Are the dot twos under two hundred? They're like right under two hundred. Probably one ninety ish. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I anyone that takes a Nismo over a Turbo S is no they're way. either like a yeah. huge like racer yeah. or like, you know, JDM guy or they're just stupid. <laughs> um Yeah, Nissan I don't I don't see a bright future for Nissan unless they get the new what is it R thirty six GTR the the next refreshment of the three seventy Z and the GTR have to be amazing they have to really knock it out of the park with those cars otherwise I don't I don't feel like they'll be doing anything great sports car wise I'm not a huge fan I don't really know much about their SUVs and their crossovers yeah, and they, stuff like, like that really but those aren't inter- I hear they have a lot of problems with their CVT transmissions oh, really? they went from they spent so much money on R and D. For the, to to make their automatic trans, transmission CVTs, and their and after warranty, apparently like I think my friend told me there was like sixty percent of them had like an issue with their CVT transmissions, and and that's across the board for all their models. Yeah, because I think my cousin owned it like an Ultima, uh-huh. and he like right after warranty, he was like the transmission just kept being buggy. Yeah, and at that point it was like it would cost more to fix the car than like. It was worth. Yeah, and they're and they're being stubborn. They don't want to change to a dual clutch or even a single clutch transmission because they spent so much money on R and D and implementing the CVT transmission into all their new cars. So Nissan, uh, yeah, I don't think they'll be seeing my money anytime soon. But at the soon. same time, if we put him in his perspective, this guy gave the interview ten hours before he was put back in jail. Not not, not ten hours, but like the interview is ten hours long. And then right after that, he got arrested again. Huh. And so I feel like it's like like the the pizza, not the Pizza Hut guy, the uh, the Papa John's guy, where uh-huh. he said pizza like sucks now because he's no longer the CEO. And he oh, was, okay, like, it's one of those cases. I think it's think? just him like trying to save his own like legacy or yeah. whatever. Like, right. well, I know. just ate and I'm sick of hearing about Nissan. So <laughs> well, let's move on to the next topic. Right. What do we so, got next? You want to talk about the lightweight M3s? Sure. So for those of you that don't know, Bear Jackson held an auction for some of Paul Walker's cars. Not all of them. Um, he but still a has good amount, yeah. a good amount. I think they auctioned off his three set, 350Z, had five B 
BMW E36 lightweight. He had two E30s as well. Two E30s, yeah. So um, he had five E36 M3 lightweights, which are just kind of the racing version, stripped out. You know, 200 pounds lighter, 25 extra horsepower version of the E36 M3. He had five of them. So people are thinking maybe he was going to start a racing team, which would have been really cool yeah. to see. But um, they went for crazy amounts of money, all over 250, right? Yeah, um, the lowest was like 220 and the highest was 385. That's insane, 385. And I'm, I'm thinking the Paul Walker name adds 100 to 150 grand on yeah. these cars. I don't think, I don't think, which is, it's not worth I mean, on Bring a Trailer, there is like, I think, a hundred mile, maybe like a little more, like E36. That was from lightweight, And it was 150, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it's not definitely worth, had some mileage on it. And I don't think they're worth I don't think that one's going to meet from, its reserve. From the driving reviews that I read, the E36 M3 is just like this lightweight. Because yeah. the European model, they apparently got a better engine too. And they didn't even put the European engine in the, in the lightweight. Yeah, because I think... It drives the same. It was something about regulation, where like when these, when these cars first came into America... Because he's like an American only, you know, the 125 they made. Mm-hmm. And so essentially when they came in, I think... Somehow, some way, the regulation of the car didn't meet up to what the U.S. standards were. Mm-hmm. So they sold these cars without the spoiler, and I think there's one other part. And essentially, like BMW said, if you guys want the spoiler and this other part, you have to sign void your warranty, void your warranty mm-hmm. saying, you know, whatever happens to this car with these parts installed, you know, because essentially they're considering third-party parts. Like your warranty is done, and then they had the parts installed. So you know, the the history behind the car is like really intriguing. The fact there's only 125 of them he had five of those cars is pretty insane too right yeah so he must have seen he i think he must have seen something in the e36 m3 that other people didn't see and maybe he bought them for investment too yeah but then it could have also been that he was starting his own racing team because they were they had trouble selling these remember we heard someone that um, got one for around 40 yeah yeah and that was like retail essentially yeah maybe a little less Mm -hmm. and um i mean he died in what 2013 2012, I think, 2012. the Carrera GT car. Rest think, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Paul Walker. And I think when the lightweights, at that time, they weren't valued. They are probably you know, like, what, 50? Anyway. Yeah, 50. Probably 50 to 75. So I don't think, maybe he saw the value, but, you know, I think he's probably going to start, like, a racing team. Or maybe he's, like, a collector, for all uh-huh. I know. I want to see what his GT3 RS would go for. Oh, his uh, he has a G- I, I remember I saw Matt Fer- Ferris video off his garage. Shout out to the Smoking Tire podcast. Yeah. Um, he had a bunch. Have you seen this video? Yeah, yeah, it's a bunch he of walks through his, Yeah, he walks through his warehouse, and there's a couple of GT3s in there. Those would fetch half a million plus. Easy. Yeah, yeah especially with half his a million name plus. too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's like a cool collectible, you know, part of history. For I would BMW. love to have any, you know, rare kind of uh, limited production BMW M car, but for three, over three hundred thousand dollars, I don't think. That's I don't think the name adds. Yeah, I think it's just speculation. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we um, want to move on to the what's next on the agenda? Uh, the new Porsche GTSs. So oh yeah, right. So Porsche released um, the Boxer GTS. They realized how badly they screwed up with the stupid freaking four cylinder. No one bought them. No one bought the four cylinder seven eighteens. Really? Yeah. Why would they stick a four cylinder and then call it a GTS? It was an utter failure. I didn't sell any. So, good thing Porsche noticed, and they put in the 4.0. They put in a 4.0 flat six. Which is in the GT4, right? Yeah. That's, that's going to be a really good bargain, and that's good for us, because now, G, now all Cayman GT4 values, I feel like, are going to come down a bit. 
because you can get this with the yeah, same engine and that's like, without the arrow. It's yeah. still a GTS and it's badge. Still a Manual. great car, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because what is this? Uh, do you know how, what this retails um, for? Probably around I'd 90? Say, yeah, 80, 90. You could probably get it for with, around 80. Yeah, so. 65,000 pounds. Pounds, which is to American dollars. That's around probably around 80,000. 80, 90, yeah. Yeah, so then the Cayman GT4 is another, what, 10? Starts uh, at around, you probably, I think it starts at a 90. Yeah, I think 90, 90. So probably 10 to 15 just to get that GT badging, which. Do you think it's worth it? I mean, the new GT4 apparently didn't live up to the hype that the original GT4 it did. It still has those same long gear ratios right, yeah. and a new particulate filter, which doesn't make it sound as good. And the whole, the whole, the main issue, the GT4 is an amazing car. The suspension was taken right from the 991 yeah, GT3. It's a baby 911, essentially. I don't want to call it a baby 911, <laughs> but um, I feel like uh, Porsche, what they do is they kind of hold back it's the Cayman complex, I think. They kind of hold back the Cayman so it's not better than the 911. Right, because, because they still want people to buy the yeah, flagship at the end of the day. It's mid-engine, and I'm I think Matt Ferris said something like, the mid-engine cars are always going to be better than the 911 rear right, engine. Right, just like the weight proportions. Yeah, and um, even the 911 RSR race car is mid-engine now. Oh, even really? though it's a 911, yeah, it's mid-engine. So Porsche have been holding these Caymans and GT4, and the, the Cayman GT4 back. They're detuning it on power to make sure it doesn't step on its older brother's feet. Which, I guess, makes sense. It makes sense know? from a you know, they don't sales want, standpoint. Like, I mean, obviously the Cayman's going to... You know, I don't know their sale numbers, but essentially the Cayman's cheaper than a 911, so I think you know, to have... If they gave it more power, which they easily could, it would be a much better value. Yeah. And then people would be like, why am I even buying a 911 if this one drives better? You know? let's, I mean, their sales numbers... I mean, besides like their SUV segment and like their... I think the Macan's like their best-selling car right now. I think the Macan is, right? Yeah, and like mm -hmm. I think out of their sports cars, I don't know how many like 911s. I assume they sell more Caymans and Boxers because it's like a lower yeah, it's tier. A cheaper, yeah, it's a cheaper price yeah. range, so. Um, but this is exciting, dude. I'm glad that they kind of realized their mistake. Porsche is definitely a brand that listens to their customers. Right. I mean, they've like held the, the manual on for this long. You know, we oh, see everyone yeah. else going. Yeah, like PD, Audi like, and Mercedes. Do they make any manual cars right now? Can you think of any? Any uh, manuals? I don't know. I don't think so. I think the last time Audi offered like a manual S4 it was maybe 2010. I think, no, R8 was the last manual. I think a 2012 yeah. V10 R8 was the last manual Audi. And then I think the new Audi, uh, the uh, R8 came out in 2017? 2016, 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, so they've gone away. The last, I mean, there's still manual M cars, but they're just they don't have the chemistry that they used to. Yeah, it's it's kind of what I talked to my friend who has a manual M4. He says it doesn't blend in with the engine as well. The manual transmission with a heavily twin turbo inline six isn't going to be as smooth as just a as the V8 or the inline six, you know, with the manual. And then if we talk about higher tier, you know. Ferrari stopped making manuals like in 2010. I think the very last manual car they made was, was a California. There's actually a California. Oh, right. The one guy who ordered a manual California. Yeah. So that's probably a really. I saw it for sale a while ago. It was actually underneath 200. I really? Think. Yeah. That, that'd be quite a that'd piece, be a, too. Like that'd collectible. be an insane collectible. I don't think people are realizing that the last manual was a California. Everyone thinks it's the F430. Yeah, um, and then I think there's only 10 599s that are manual. 
10 599s? Are you sure? Maybe. I, I know 10% of F430 um, were manual, but I think there's only a couple handful manual 599s. And then the last manual uh, Lamborghini was what, the Mercy or the Gallardo? The Gallardo was yeah? the last one. Okay. Um, Not the Valentino Balboni, was it? The Balboni... was 2011. It's 2011. I, think, I feel like they made it up until 2012 or 2013. Yeah, 2013, they had the final edition. Which I don't think... Do you think they offer manual? No, I, I think so. it's still the E-Gear. I wonder what those are going for now. Probably low 100s? Yeah. I mean, you can easily pick like an 06, 07 Gallardo for like 50, 60. Maybe less. You think so? Yeah, for sure. I think those are the 04, 05s that are around 70-ish. I don't think they're 50, 60 yet. Because um, they facelifted, I think, in 2007 or 2008. Yeah, the 08 model had the facelift. Cause like the, the slimmer lights. Yeah, and like the, they had the longer. And the that, back, they back, they fixed it up a bit too. What do you mean? The lighting on the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it's been like, you know, the same car. And the interior on the guy, I was never a big fan of it. It just, the steering wheel just looks so... Oh, it kind of looks know. bloated in the middle. Yeah, yeah I does. know what you mean. No, I kind of like the, I like the Gallardo Super Trofeo. Or, or not that the Squadra Corsa, Squadra Corsa. There's a red and black one what, with, with the, the wing. Yeah. Was that rear wheel drive or all wheel? I'm pretty sure that was rear wheel drive. No, I think that was all wheel. Yeah, I think it might have been with the four. Um, so the next topic, which kind of goes hand in hand with Porsche, um, BMW says they're going to continue making internal combustion engines for the next thirty years, which is yeah, very good. <laughs> Round of very for good. BMW. Considering yeah, they're listening too, see? Yeah. If you go on the forums, I remember every time that there's like an update about the new M3 and M4, everyone's just asking, we'll have a manual. And then the, someone from their department said, yeah, it's going to have a manual and we're going to continue to put manuals in our cars as long as people still buy them. Right. You know, I think, won't it, what's the figure? 14% of new cars are sold with the manual? Yes. Something, no, decline. probably even, no, I think it's like 9% now. It's declining. I think it's, yeah, yeah, declining. Um, yeah, that's why like so many automakers just don't even offer the manual option anymore because they know. Yeah, because people are getting lazy, man. Yeah. No one really wants it. And with this whole self-driving cars coming. I oh, mean, yeah, for sure. I think I'm scared of the future, you know. Yeah, us car guys, things aren't looking too bright. Yeah. But then the the things like the Taycan make it seem a little bit like yeah. relaxed. Just a little like bit I'd rather like, drive a Taycan than a Tesla Model S. Oh yeah, a hundred percent for um, sure, for sure. I mean, I still have to. I want to drive one. I drove the Model S, and it's just like an electric go kart. Like it yeah. grips really well, but mm-hmm. like once you put your foot down, after there's nothing. It's too video gamey for yeah. me. I drove a Model Three uh, Performance. My friend has one, and I thought it was great. I love. I. Th- had a lot of fun with it the first like 10 minutes instant torque you know just ripping around and the suspension was great handling was great but i kind of got bored after 20 25 like, sure, 30 like, minutes the tech features driving. are cool but there's no sound like the sound really bugged me you know the lack of sound the lack yeah. of i didn't like the steering at all i thought it was it was thought, direct but it had no feeling to it oh yeah it really just felt like it just felt like it a video game connected with the car actually. yeah you know, knowing it, that, I feel it was very like, direct, but it didn't have the weight. It didn't, it didn't have the feeling of the road that you really want. And just, I get it; it's a daily driver. You're not going right, to want yeah. that. But yeah, if Tesla came out with like a with the Roadster, right? Where is it? It's, it's 2020. 20, where I think is at it? At the end of this year, maybe. I don't think so. Because I think Elon's goal is to have one new car every year. Really? You think it's going to be released by the end of this year? I th- I think there's probably going to be some setbacks. They announced it in 2017, right? Uh, 20. Was it 2017 I or 2018? So. It's been at least a year. I know that. Because it came out with, I think the semi truck. 
came out the semi truck, didn't it? No, it came out with yeah, like not yeah, like the yeah the big semi. That yeah, was twenty eighteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like their model Y is supposed to be coming out, but even then, I feel like they're still just making cars for tech enthusiasts and people who like want to have an electric car. There's no like, you know, like the car guy doesn't. They want make a Tesla. they make cars for people that don't like cars. Yeah, like, it's more of an app. It's it's an appliance. It's not really a car. Yeah, or like it's what, the, like the non-car guy thinks is a cool car, but it's really not. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Because you ask any of them, they're like, "Yeah, I want a Tesla in the future." You know, I think they're pretty cool cars. Yeah, no, I, it just I don't sucks. think they're that cool. Really I think they're definitely the most overrated car right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Roadster supposed to have like one point nine seconds. Apparently, some test driver for Tesla said that like those aren't hypothetical. Like those are numbers they've already achieved. Oh, I really? I don't know if I believe that. Because I feel like with Tesla, it's the opposite. Like, Elon promises a lot, yeah. and then he struggles to deliver sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. with the Cybertruck, we saw the whole yeah. failure on stage. Mm-hmm. Or with, like, you know, the way he promises, like, numbers of, you know, cars being Superchargers sold. across the globe. There's a, there's a website. What is it? ElonMusk.today. Yeah. You know, look up ElonMusk.today, and you'll see a bunch of stuff that he's promised and, like, the timestamps of when he promised it and how many days it's been since those since he made those claims and they haven't come to fruition, yeah. you know? So, all right, you want to move on to the next uh, topic? Let's, uh, let's like talk about what we, you know, for this year, you know, what cars you want to see. Oh, okay. And I think we'll close out with that. Sure. So we just started 2020. We're ending January right now. I think I definitely want to see more Supras on the road. I want to see more 992s. I'm excited to see the 992 Turbo. The, oh, yeah, that's the car I'm probably most, most excited for. I mean, the 992, just like... I don't I'm like the looks of it at all. I mean, from the front, it looks like a... Like, I saw one in London, and I thought it was a 991 when I saw it. Uh-huh. But then when it drove by me, it had, like, I don't like the, the rear. rear. I don't like the Unibra, the Lincoln. I get it. That's Porsche design language, but I just don't like the Unibra that's in the back. I like the 991.2 with the divided taillights. I think that's the way to go. I personally don't... I don't think if I had 150k, I wouldn't buy a 992. I'd probably I stick with not. the 991. Yeah, I just buy a used 991. Mm-hmm. Um, the M2 CS. Yeah, but that's not, that's just the M2 competition with carbon bits and the ECU tune. I was excited for it, but then, you know, there's they haven't changed much. So, um, one thing that I've been waiting on ever since the 720s was announced is a 750 LT. So I'm hoping we get that, and at least That's an announcement this year. That's definitely coming, because I follow Bayer in a D, and he's like a, not a McLaren insider, but he gets a lot of the invites to the, um, to the, uh, to the, um, to like the showroom, and I think one of them was the, I think the 750 LT. Really? They yeah. teased it already? I think they have. I know we, they, they had a prototype out on the Nürburgring. So the 720 is already faster than most hypercars, which is insane that you can just buy one for a quarter million now. So I can't wait to see what the 750 LT looks like and how it performs. So um, I want to see it like an SF90 Shadala in person. I need it. We still haven't even seen the F8, F8 Tributo. Yeah, I mean, that's, someone, a, that's a topic for another time. Yeah. But yeah, Ferrari is doing so much stuff so quickly. That I'm I'm excited to see where 488 values go as well. I mean, considering they're moving towards like more hybrids, I think that they might just jump a little bit later on, like much later. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. But Seinfeld said the SF90 Shadali, like he really wants to, like that's like one of the most exciting cars he's seeing. Hybrid, out. dude! It's a 900 yeah. horsepower Ferrari. I can't wait. And it looks 
pretty good for I like summer. it. Yeah. I like it. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the taillights, but I have to see these cars in person. That's the one yeah. thing. I got to see it in person before I truly judge it. So, so I think that's a wrap for uh, this week's podcast. Um, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Hope you guys enjoyed it and hope to see you guys soon again. All right. Good night.